0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Welcome once again to Sports Roundtable. My name is Bob Branco. Glad to be here. I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a very happy and blessed New Year. Before we continue, let me just mentioned that this is episode 319, dated Monday, December 18th, 2023, and we have with us Peter Alchell. Yes, welcome uh, from Coos Bay, Oregon, where we're supposed
2: to get a mini uh, river atmosphere uh, the next couple of days, so only an inch of rain rather than five, uh, yeah. uh, When we're, we're doing fine. By the way, Bob, uh I think we're not uh, meeting, we're not going to have a show next week.
1: We are not having a show next week, so we will resume again on the first of the year. So, so yeah, so,
2: uh, you know, uh, we will celebrate our holidays and uh, be
1: back for the new year. All right. Thank you very much. By the way, we've had five inches of rain today, Peter, speaking of five inches. I heard. We had a very powerful wind and rainstorm, and some places got up to five or six inches here in New England. All right. Uh, Reverend Michael Garrett, welcome.
3: Yes, and welcome to a very – sorry about your rain out there, Bob, but it's sunny and 71 degrees here in Missouri City, Texas.
1: Enjoy it, Mike. <laughs> Don Wardlow.
4: Hey there. From Jersey, we had a couple – Inches of rain here, but the rain pushed on out of here, and now it'll just be pretty cold, probably, by Christmas. We we're we not expecting a white Christmas.
1: You didn't get the storm?
4: Well, I say we had a couple inches of rain. That's enough.
1: Uh, uh, so a lot, well, less than what we had, but anyhow, Luther King should be with us shortly. Oh, I'm he's sure here. That, oh, he is. Oh, hi, Luther.
5: Hi, guys. Sorry I had to unmute.
1: That's quite all right. Okay, so before 30, we continue, let me express.
5: Don't feel bad on the weather. It's thirty-eight here. Oh, that's a, yeah. I'd rather.
1: I'd rather have Mike's weather right now. Anyway, no kidding. I think we. I
5: think <laughs> most of us would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me thank Raymond Gay, our executive producer, for what he does <laughs> for Sports Roundtable. Also, Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place chat line. Thank you for posting our shows on Greeting Door fourteen on that chat line. Jacqueline Sylvia from JS Web Solutions. Thank you very, very much for what you do, which is archive our shows on my website. In order for you to find the archives, just go to www.brancoevents.com and click on Sports Roundtable Podcasts. Merci your- Jackie. Thank you. I'm <laughs> saving the media outlets for last because I want to welcome a brand new media outlet that's going to air our show twice a week so first of all thank you to all the media outlets but especially Artist first i want to thank scott who represents that outfit he's going to air our show twice a week to know more about Artist first just go to their website which is artistfirst.com find out all that you need to know about what they do thank you very much scott and welcome to the sports roundtable family more. And of course, let me also acknowledge Trish, because she is our host for today. Trish, thanks for taking the time to be with us and for helping us out. We have a special guest on today, and I would like to welcome back once again, Pete Weber. He is the voice of the Nashville Predators hockey team. Pete, it's a real pleasure as always. Take well, ca- uh, How you doing?
0: I appreciate the invitation. <clears throat> Thank you very much. And going into the holidays, I, I believe that the Predators are operating at a high, far higher level than they were when last I was with you folks. And uh, that has been very pleasing, not only
1: to the fans, but to me as well. Oh, I'm sure it is. So yeah. I, I'm very happy about the Predators. I think that they are going to be contenders. I'm not sure how far they will go this season. But uh, let me ask the first question, Pete. It's almost Christmas. Hockey is t- almost two and a half months old now. Yeah. What is your objective opinion about the state of hockey at the moment, the the landscape of what's going on in the NHL?
0: I don't think it's ever been better, to be honest. And I've been in the league since 1978. And uh, I have seen some great lows, some very high highs. But I think right now, overall, this is probably as uh, super competitive a league as there is. Yes, there have been what, four coaches fired as of today with the Ottawa Senators firing uh, coach DJ King.
1: They don't waste their time.
0: No, they, well, (laughs) I've had some of my friends from Ottawa say they wasted a couple of weeks there, that it could have been done earlier. And I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs, but that's just the way things are right now. But when we look at the standings in the league, virtually, I'm going to say 90% of the teams have a hope And not just a hope in hell, but a hope of making it to the playoff field. So, and when you, when, you know, two thirds of the teams uh, essentially will make it, Uh, there are some teams that are falling by the Y and uh, among them right now are the the team that fired their coach earlier today, the Ottawa Senators, but it's an incredible waste in the uh, Western Conference, the central division in which the Predators reside, I can't believe how tight everything is. You just go from day to day and realize that you have to go online and see what the standings are at that particular point in time.
5: nashville going 12 and three in their last 15. Yeah. Where did you think the turn happened? Cause it seems like to me when Soros and Lincoln and figured it out and then a couple of other things, you know, happened with this team, it's clicked for the time being
0: but how long do you think it will stay there? Well, you're asking me the great question, Luther, of sustainability. And uh, here's what we're coming down to. And I don't know that it was Saros and Lankanen figuring things out in goal. I think it was the guys playing in front of them who had to figure some things out. And uh, because UC Saros has been, I think, fantastic year on out, with the possible exception of one or two games. But he should have been arrested after the game against Philadelphia the night for having stolen two points in that game. Exactly. Cause that's the sort of thing he seems to do on a fairly regular basis. So yeah, goaltenders being arrested by the local uh, constabulary <laughs> that, uh, that should happen more frequently. I think.
5: Yeah. More two eleven should be definitely not in progress.
2: So I, I, I'm curious. I, I just, I, I didn't, I just heard about the Ottawa job uh, when he told me <laughs> the firing, um, I, I, it seems to me, especially in hockey, but it's, and basketball, that the same teams for the past five years have been dreadful um, and haven't shown a whole lot of improvement. Am I wrong about that when it comes to hockey? Because I, if I'm wrong, if I'm right about it, why is that happening? Well, <clears throat> the dreadful team
0: of of most of most dread was the Arizona Coyotes. That's true. They, too. Yeah, they currently stand eighth in the Western Conference. They are in a playoff spot. As we speak right now, um, the Chicago Blackhawks have been bad the last couple of years, but they were bad enough to win the draft lottery and to get yep, Connor Godard. and mm-hmm. that is a huge help. One team that started out absolutely dreadful, the San Jose Sharks, they gave up ten goals in back-to-back games, and yet they have come back to life. They've been something to watch as well, and they've not fired any coaches or anybody else. The Edmonton Weathers did fire their coach earlier in the year, and I think that was more a factor of great expectations going in off what they had done a year ago. So I don't think it's the same teams that are always awful. It might seem that way as we read the headlines, but right now in the East, three teams that many of us in this league thought were going to be threats this year have not bounced up. That's Ottawa with the new coach now, Columbus Blue Jackets, and my old Buffalo Sabres. Are the Coyotes
4: I mean, still playing in that, that I don't know, yes. if it was a high school arena, college arena? college arena. Yeah, they, the
0: I, I, I think it's they still are there. Yeah. It's
4: Phoenix, a great
0: name, too. It's the, wild, the Mullet The Wiley Coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Don Warlow, I think you would know that would be a great opportunity for Mike <laughs> Beck to be the promoter. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know it. <laughs>
5: I mean, come on. Any any team that's playing on the Arizona State campus in the arena's name's Mullet, yo,
0: that's yes, that's yeah. a, That's a that's, that's
4: straight
5: promotion <laughs> right there
0: without even trying. <laughs> At least it's not the Colt 45s.
4: <laughs> oh that was yeah. a great name. That especially for its time for the Until World until they changed it to the Astros. Yeah, but they used to have a gun right there on their hat. Exactly. Yes, they did, and and they didn't call the team the Colts either. They called them the Forty Fives on these sure, old broadcasts. Well, I think
0: that <laughs> right. was a promotional thing too with the malt liquor.
4: Yes, I, I don't know. But
2: I, beat, I, I think it I was made, too. Uh, that's that's, uh, <laughs> that's that's what, what makes sense.
1: sense. But yeah, the I gun
4: don't... on their hat certainly wouldn't happen in twenty twenty three. Uh, no,
5: <laughs>
1: no,
0: it certainly would not.
5: Hey, Pete, I know you and I are Cardinal fans, so i got to get your thoughts on this. Thoughts on what the Cardinals gave to the offseason with their starters, plus a couple of guys they picked up from the Red Sox in the relief starters. And speaking of, Bob, can you give me kind of a thumbnail sketch on those two kids that the Cardinals picked up for Tyler O'Neill? Like, can you give me
1: I Let's see. They were minor leaguers. Victor Santos had some promise. I was hoping he would come up through the Red Sox ranks, eventually be the closer. I don't think it's going to happen, obviously, now that he's gone. The other guy was, wasn't it Nick Rob- Robertson?
5: Uh, yeah, it was Robertson.
1: He was the gentleman that we picked up from the Dodgers at the trade deadline last summer. He has pr- a little bit of promise. D- these guys are okay, Luther. I didn't not anything really to write home about, I don't think.
0: As long as they don't turn into Randy or Rosarena.
1: Oh, be Jesus, fine. no. I mm-hmm. they're kicking you're, themselves you're, about that one.
0: Man, yeah. that, that, that
5: was the trade, I think, that killed, that was like, why? Cause I mean, but you he, know
1: Tampa Bay, Luther, you know Tampa Bay's going to trade a Rosa Rosarena eventually. That's their pattern. Well, yeah. They don't, look, they look don't at what keep they, guys.
5: Look at what they did over the weekend. They just traded Tyler Glass now after he signed his extension yeah. for another five years.
4: They have no choice. Nobody comes to right. their games. And, and they're, they're playing at a dump. They're talking so new stadium, does. but it'll still be in St. Pete. And from what I've heard, as long as they're in St. Pete, they're not going to get people. Agreed, Don.
0: Agreed.
5: Like, why Why did they even decide to put a team in St. Pete when they knew, well, they weren't going to draw anything? Right?
0: Vince DiMole had a lot of money. He was the initial investor oh. in that team. And they were trying to please him. Uh, There was a great book written several years ago about the baseball moving into the Tampa Bay and into, we should say, St. Petersburg. And uh, Vince had a love-hate relationship with the media. He had uh, the newspapers distributed in boxes. Remember newspapers, folks?
5: Yes. Newspapers
0: distributed in boxes around the ballpark. And then one day (laughs) they wrote something he didn't like. And he ordered all the boxes removed, even though they had paid for their spaces. Oh, man.
5: So, hmm, doesn't that remind me of another owner that's kind of a, the uh, one of the kings of impatience who's no longer here in the National Football League and who's still residing in the, with the Carolina Panthers who's also impatient. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Yes, it does.
2: Yes, it does. Hey, Pete, Um, I saw a story uh, a couple <laughs> of weeks ago about the Chicago Blackhawk guy who... Did something and was uh, unceremoniously uh, kicked off the team. Yeah, and it's been sort of a quiet story. Uh, nobody quite knows what happened or or why he was removed. Have you heard anything new about that? Nothing new, but there there were so many rumors in the
0: immediate aftermath of that move, uh, all of which seemed like they qualified the team to be reported on by TMZ or by <laughs> some other. No, that's true.
4: Yeah, Some other entity. Right. Was it a player or a coach? Or I it think it was it was a was,
0: player. It was a player, was a player and Corey a pretty good Perry. player at that. Yeah. yeah. Who's won Stanley Cups before? But uh yeah, Corey Perry was the guy who was put on waivers to terminate his contract. And the players association, yes, they have filed an action on that, but oh, wow. I haven't heard of anything happening. How
5: good is this Vegas Golden Knight team from the Stanley Cup team that won it all last year? It seems like they've gotten better.
0: I think uh, that's probably a pretty fair assumption right there. And they've got a pretty good matchup coming up next. They got the Carolina Hurricanes coming into town for their, for their next game. And uh, this has been the, the Vegas Golden Knights, I think shocked everybody by winning the cup with a goaltender. People claim they had never heard of, and yet uh, they've done pretty darn well. And, it's their
1: coach. And yeah. I'm, and, and, and it's a coach that, you know, I'm a Bruins fan. Pete, yes. So, you know how I feel about Bruce Cassidy. He should yeah. never have left. No offense to Montgomery. Montgomery almost broke a lot of records last year. In fact, he did break the, yes, the, he did. the record for the most wins. But Cassidy was really good here. So, uh, I mean, Don Sweeney must be saying to himself, why did I bother getting rid of Cassidy? He won a cup somewhere mm, else yeah. when he could have won it here. Of course, we'll never know.
0: Right. It's all That's all the hypotheticals. That's all that stuff you have to – possibly deal with when you do make a a coaching move. You never truly know until things play out. And then even then you don't know because you don't know what the chemistry would have been had they kept him on. Speaking of coaching moves, when in the early part
5: of the season, where did it go sideways with Craig Berube with the St. Louis Blues coming off a championship run in 2019?
0: Luther, I don't know that it did. I don't know that it really did go sideways with him. I think there's just a just a battle there between general manager and coach and the general manager's in position to come up with the victory.
1: Plus um, turnover of yeah. players.
0: Yep, and you know Petrangelo, for example, uh going elsewhere. Uh but the the Predators are more than happy to accept uh, Ryan O'Reilly off that St. Louis Blues cup team. He has been nothing short of a godsend on that top line especially the other night when he broke his skate blade and he had to crawl all the way back from the other team's zone to the team's bench in the second period.
2: That and then he got, easy. and
5: then he got the replacement blade and then the blade from what I heard, the blade was still on the ice. Yes. Like that. that's, that's know, I,
2: thinking about, um, that coaching move. Uh, uh if, if I heard you right, uh, they won, the, they won the cup in 2019. I remember that. Yeah. Four in Florida, years St. ago. St. Louis at the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, I was so us, sure that, the, Bruins. the Bruins are going to we're going to win that Stanley Cup, and I caused all kinds of controversy among Missourians that I was living in. And then, and then I was wrong, much to my delight, actually. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I don't know how it is in hockey so much, but in other sports, being a, a coach for more than three or four years for the same team is kind of unusual. Um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't strike me as unusual that he was let go because coaches weren't their welcome after three or four years. It's not just a coaching issue. It's uh, most leaders in most organizations it's
0: at, it's at know, the top.
2: Uh, either move up or move out.
0: Yeah, yeah. ask John Madden. <clears throat> Madden is the one who said he retired uh, not so much because he was afraid of flying. Of course, that was part and parcel of it. But the fact that he felt that after 10 years, he was no longer being heard by everybody in the Raiders room. And, of course, the Raiders' room has moved from city to city to city since his uh, leaving the uh, the franchise. But I think I truly believe in that. Now, sometimes there are coaches who have what I call the Billy Martin effect. Right. And I don't mean yes. they get fired five times in a short order. But they lose their team after an initial surge. And uh, that oftentimes is what happens no matter the sport. So I think that uh, Billy Martin was a classic example of that. Maybe John Tortorella is, too, because he's having a very positive effect right now in Philadelphia. Same thing with Peter Laviolette with the Rangers.
4: And as loud as John Madden's mouth was, I don't see how anybody
0: could ever not hear him if exactly. he wanted to be heard. Oh, if you he want to have fun, just go on YouTube and look up the old light beer from Miller commercials. <laughs> and uh, he, and I'd have to say Bob Euchre stood out the most. Uh, good, you? John Madden? So, yes. So, yeah, I didn't so, know he so did he beer did. commercials. Oh yes,
4: but now Billy Martin. Now he didn't have a big booming sonorous voice, but no.
0: boy, he could manage. Oh. Yes, he could. He managed my uh, my uh, high school buddy Jimmy Sundberg when he came up to the big leagues with the Texas Rangers.
4: Ah, the and, man uh, Whitey Herzog said would be yeah. in a, a star for fifteen years, and darn if he wasn't. Yes,
5: he was, and he and, was, why, and if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't Whitey, Whitey Herzog and Jack
0: Buck did a, uh, what, a Bush beer commercial, if I'm yes, not mistaken? Yes, I just from, saw that the other day on YouTube. <laughs> man, that was I'm encouraging stuff. everybody to go to YouTube right now, <laughs> Am I not? No,
5: hey,
2: Pete. Look, Michael, I, Michael, I think you want to say something? Go ahead. Sorry, Mike. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I, I was just going to ask Pete, uh, do Do you think that that uh, man? and I don't, I don't know if we've talked about this, we've probably mentioned this before, but. Do managers, I mean not managers, the owners of these teams uh, get impatient because they have high expectations of, of, right. of coaches and managers. They, they really have high expectations. They, they spend a lot of money, but I believe they still want to win. Sure. When, when they don't get the results, the, those, those seats get real hot and some managers don't last very long.
0: Right, and okay. I think I think it it's impact? mostly a result of that, the investment they put into it financially, and then their expectations not being met immediately. When Okay, I just bought this. T- okay, Andlauer bought the uh, Ottawa Senators, uh, believe it or not, for just about a billion dollars even U.S. Wow. And he has been very, very patient for the first month or so, but now it got to the point where he could afford that patience uh, in his mind, anyway, no more. So they made the move today.
5: Look at look at the Carolina Panthers and what they're dealing with right now. Look at oh, look man. at what, look at look at what David Tepper's done with the Panthers plus his uh, Charlotte SC soccer team. He's gone through five coaches in less than three less than two or three years. Like, He's going to save point, money.
0: He's got to save money, Luther, by not having nameplates produced for head coach on the desk.
5: But at some point, don't you, don't you just need to see what they, you know, if you, at some point, don't you need to see what they can actually do before you actually, you know, get an itchy trigger if you're going to make a move?
0: I think that that would be way too logical, Luther. We're talking pro sports. Thank you. <laughs> and, and,
5: and of course, everybody with their gold, gold-encrusted toilet seats and their super yachts. They <laughs> have to pay on those somehow. Yes, they do.
2: Uh, I I often wonder this isn't like having with <laughs> hockey but I wonder if, uh, Michael uh, this is directed somewhat at you if uh, the Cowboys might have won a Super Bowl if it hadn't been for the owners uh uh in Jones is meddling
5: meddling Tony yeah Johnson.
2: definitely
3: definitely
0: yeah I think definitely. they I
5: think they I think they could have gotten two more if they Oh if my Gary
0: theory Jones is that at least with it my it, theory it, is it, they could have been two more at least cuz if uh,
3: you know I always go back to say, I love Herschel Walker.
5: <laughs> oh. But but when y'all got it, but look at, but look at,
3: but look he gave at, but a look a at three, he gave us three Super Bowls. Yes, it's he true. did.
5: And, and look, and and the, and the fleece job they did on the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. fleeced them from here all the way to just pick wherever you want from here to Las Vegas and went
0: to the bank and didn't even shed a tear. No, and it, but it was no hypnosis. There was no gun to the head of the Minnesota Vikings. Nope, they were glad to make the deal. Minnesota just jumped out and said, "Yes, please." Here, but, here's all. But me. but but back back
3: to your point though, uh, Jerry Jerry costs. The three we got, Jerry cost us at least two or three more.
5: Exactly, with his with his meddling. Look at yeah. look at the Washington Commanders slash football team slash Redskins, whatever you want to call them. Daniel Snyder put them in the toilet, and they're they're still recovering.
2: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and and I think the uh, uh, I'm 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 drawing a blank. There's another owner I was thinking about that is causing all kinds of trouble. But you know they well, the owner of the Knicks again, oh. uh, <laughs> you know, the, the guitar, the Jim Jimmy Dolan. Dolan now <laughs> Rangers. I, I Rangers are a different matter the Rangers seem to be seems to be a bit doing better with the with the Rangers than the Knicks um I don't know why that is
0: because I he think doesn't they meddle James, with Glenn Sather he doesn't meddle with him
5: yeah and I and I think I think Glenn Sather told James Dolan look here's what we're doing you don't need to meddle in anything so just go jump in a lake somewhere and we've got it from here you I hired me to
0: do this let me do this.
5: Exactly. As Bill Parcell said, as Bill Parcell said one time to uh what was it? The Jets or whoever the Giants is like, you're asking me to pick you're asking me to pick the players. Do you think I should you think I should cook the dinner and buy the groceries too? Well
4: at least some of them or don't now that we're back we're talking about the East Coast now, has <laughs> hockey finally understood that okay, we're over that stupid uh what do they call it? Winter classic play outdoors, get frostbite. Are we all done with that?
0: No, we go no. Seattle. We got no. Seattle coming up with Vegas on January 1st of this year.
4: Where are they going to play that?
0: At uh, the Mariners home field. Says at um,
4: it, T-Mobile Park.
0: Is yes. it even cold enough in Seattle to get ice? Um uh, it was when I lived there doing the Sonics years and years ago, but we'll see now. up PBA me.
2: I'm surprised cuz you I mean, I know Seattle is not Oregon, but uh <laughs> we, 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 it couldn't happen here. I can tell you that where I am. Too many atmospheric rivers. Yeah. Well, that, but also it's a lot warmer here than, uh, you know, it, just, it gets below freezing maybe, you know, five times a year here or maybe 10. So. Hey, AP,
0: did you did you ever work with Kevin Calabro on the Sonics games? Or was he, I did not or was work with after? him, no. I worked with a guy named Jim Marsh uh. Uh, who passed away a few years ago. Uh, Jim had been a basketball player at USC and had been in the NBA. And he was one of those guys that was called upon one time when a player who was about to shoot free throws is injured and is unable to continue. The other team's coach can pick out who shoots the free throws. And Jim got picked several times to do that, giving you some idea about his ability at the foul stripe. Well done.
2: So uh, do we have raised hands? Not uh, at the moment. Not the moment. You can well, in,
1: feel free to interrupt yeah, us when
0: yeah. that happens. Yeah, when were you with Seattle, Pete? Eighty-one, eighty-two, the first yes. year of what they called the Sonic Super Channel, which uh, even though we had ESPN satellite delivered by that point at CNN, uh, our ownership decided to send the the games around the state on a, a microwave jump. So there were a lot of trucks out there relaying my broadcast across Washington State.
4: The reason I ask is, did Bill Campbell still come in with Philly, or were they done with him by then?
0: No, Bill was still around. Bill was still around. Oh, man, what a great voice that guy had. And I knew him uh, from my time prior to the Sonics when I would every now and then fill in with Chick Hearn on the Lakers.
5: Ah, uh, the late great uh, Chick Hearn. There's another name. Wow. And and uh, what was it? Bob, it was Bob Miller, Chick Hearn, and Vince Scully. I think
0: I remember seeing yes. part of it. An and then a guy, there were some other guys going around too. There was Dick Enberg on the Angels.
5: Oh, yes. Uh, so, Goodness they Hall make them. Famer and song.
0: UCLA, wasn't he? Yes. He, he, matter of fact, he was the voice of TBS Sports when Eddie Einhorn got that going and uh, syndicated college basketball's game of the week. In the late seventies and the mid late seventies and early eighties, And I think Kurt Gowdy was on NBC at that time, right? Yes, yes he, he was. was. And, and you know so. they'll
4: never they'll never say this about Chick Hearn, but he could call a boxing match, and he did. Yes, he and-
5: called a. He, I remember seeing on YouTube when he called a soccer match.
4: Living where I remember lived. I him. could never hear him do base basketball. I couldn't hear the Lakers, yeah. But, oh, but the Los
0: Angeles Aztecs of the old North American soccer league. There was mm-hmm. a cable
4: channel though called Sports Channel, and it would pick up, yeah, um, fight broadcasts from Prime Network or Prime Ticket Prime or Network, something. yeah. And they had Chakern from the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, in- the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, mm-hmm.
5: which, which is still with us.
0: It's just been reconstructed by Madison Square Garden and is used now as a concert venue. And then about a block or so away, where also SoFi Stadium is located, is going to be the brand new building for my old Buffalo Braves, now the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, I wondered about that new arena where the... Because I remember they were
5: talking about the Clippers getting their an arena and not having to share with the Lakers. Yes, at the crypt at the crypt or whatever they call it now,
0: Crypto.com, Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: thank God. About time <laughs> they needed their own arena since the San Diego Sports Arena.
2: Well, yes, they, they did. The Clippers as badly as they were playing for a while, and, and we were all guffawing because of their. Uh, They've done uh, pretty well. Uh, they're playing pretty well these days. They're better. Yeah, they are after uh, getting rid of Donald Sterling. Right.
3: <laughs> guess who? Guess who we, gets their 20, points? I think that would be James Harden, while, <laughs> while wearing a Clippers uniform. Yeah. I think
5: that would be Sir James the Beard Harden, Arizona State uh, Arizona State uh, claim <laughs> to fame.
4: We do have a hand.
5: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, go ahead,
4: Diane. Go ahead,
1: Diane. Go right ahead, hey, Diane. Diane what's going we? on? Welcome.
4: Yeah, hi. Um, I I just wanted to ask Pete. Um cuz I cuz I grew up in western New York and I wondered what uh what his connection was with um with the Buffalo Braves cuz I certainly remember them I didn't follow them a lot uh but my brother did and yeah. uh you know so I just wondered about that
0: I covered them for WEBR radio their last 2 years. Yeah, the was the now. Yeah, I was at the meeting in Chicago. When the franchise was traded, uh, it was really traded for the Boston Celtics, and it's the Celtics franchise that uh, moved out west. And we, uh, I was around that team on a fairly regular basis. A friend of mine just published a book on the Buffalo Braves again, and uh, that was a, a, a period of time. Well, let's just put it this way. I spent most of late yesterday afternoon making sure the Buffalo Bills secured their win
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
5: So when so, that
0: was uh, for Jerry Jones's boy, thirty-one to ten, it was it wasn't even close. It so wasn't did you
1: close,
0: no. did did you <laughs> were you in Buffalo then? Is that where you come from, or I was there. I was there for twenty years. I Uh-oh. was there from seventy-six to seventy-eight, and then uh, moved here in nineteen ninety-eight to Nashville.
4: Yeah, my my brother still. I think he's still upset about <laughs> some something <laughs> happened to where. Um, the Braves. Someone bought them and then immediately moved them out of Buffalo.
0: John San Y. Brown Diego. Jr. John Y. Brown Jr., who was the uh, owner of the Kentucky Colonels of the ABA, and who also stuck the franchise for a while with the contract of one William Bird Averett, and uh, had them stuck on the bench there for Buffalo. Huh. And if I'm not, and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he
5: like the? second-in-command behind Red Auerbach at the Celtics at the time, and then he basically left the Celtics and basically bought the Buffalo Braves to move them
0: to San Diego? No, he had the Braves before he ever got involved in the Celtics. The, ah, uh, the okay. Brave celtics swap in July of 78 is uh, where all of that began to happen, and that's how Tiny Archibald, who had been with the Braves, became a Celtic. Big steal. Yeah, it was that. Speaking of Buffalo,
5: what are your thoughts on Chris Brown filling in for the Murph, and is the Murph coming
0: back to the booth, or is this going to be Chris Brown's show moving forward? Murph will be coming back. I I saw him this summer. Uh, He he had a stroke uh, just about this time a year ago, and the Bills told him, when you are ready, the door to the booth is open to you for your return. And I don't think he's that far away right yet. Awesome. Because I remember when he took over for the late
5: Van Miller, who you worked with, yes. with Mark Stout and Greg Brown. And of course, they still had the classic radio calls of the Bills in the epic comeback of 1992.
1: That and was who, not a they, bad they, day. Who called
4: <laughs> the Frank Reich game? That was, was, ben, that was, that was Van, Miller. Van
5: Miller with with Mark Stout and Greg Brown. They did, And if I'm not mistaken... They didn't even have a sideline guy because I think they that no. was
4: that was it. There were three guys in the booth, no sideline guy. Correct. The, the the only part of that that exists that I know of is the second half. What madness that game was!
0: I I caught. The I highlights have it all. And, I have it all on hard drive right here.
4: Mm.
5: Matter of fact, they did the highlights and then they did the whole second half, and I'm like, my God, the 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 commercials back then, the sound quality when it was all <laughs> AM. <laughs>
0: Man, that was some stuff. That was okay. even before Fox Sports had been established.
5: Yes, sir. And I, and I don't think Fox Sports was established till what ninety four. Ninety four, correct. That's what I thought.
0: It was just it, the anniversary that, two could, days ago.
5: Wasn't that the same channel that started with the um,
0: lit up puck where you could actually see it, even though it was an epic disaster? Actually, the Fox Track puck was a huge investment by Fox getting into sports. It cost them about $12 million to build the truck. And there was only one truck that was equipped to give you the glowing puck. And they did four games each Sunday. So they had to determine which game was going to get that. And it made its debut with the 95 All-Star Game in Boston, or 96 All-Star Game in Boston. And uh, in some buildings, we are so far up and so far back, it's a help to the broadcasters.
5: When you're watching it on TV, it feels like another nightmare because you can't really see it unless it, unless sc- unless you have a big big screen or you could actually see it. Correct,
2: Pete. I've been uh, uh, thinking about when I heard your coming back on the show. I've been thinking about the NBA uh, mid or early season playoff that the Lakers won. Oh, the tournament! And, I, and I'm really curious to know what your what your take on that is, and might the NHL do something like that in the future? Well,
0: according to Commissioner Gary Bettman, he's not interested in it, and good. I'm happy. I'm happy Thank that you. he is not, because we already have a tournament going on. It's called the regular season, yep. and uh, <laughs> that is a, a good enough to try to qualify yourself for postseason play. So I'm hoping that does not happen in the NHL, uh, um, unless Adam Silver somehow ends up taking over for Gary <laughs> Bettman. I don't think it's going to. Fat why change. do you
1: think why do you think, in your professional opinion, Pete, did Adam Silver decide to do it for the NBA? He
0: he obviously felt they needed something else, something to get people excited, realizing that you're talking about an 82 game schedule. You gotta do something outside the box. And I think this in season tournament definitely is that. And I'll tell you what really is outside the box the Lakers having a banner raising ceremony to yeah. celebrate winning it.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
5: Hey, that look, you know what? Let me tell you, you. You probably know this better than me. The late, God rest his soul, the late, great David Stern wouldn't have even thought of any gimmick like that. No. Because it was an 82-game regular season. If you qualify for the postseason tournament, you're there. And if you get hot at the right time, you can win it all.
1: This is, this is why you play the season, to that's earn why. that spot. Which yep. I don't
4: get because everybody qualifies in both basketball and hockey. Not necessarily. You, have, you have to 20 be out so of
1: 30 teams in basketball make it.
4: That's, that's everybody for my money. You have and, and, so and basically
5: you only,
1: you only have like 16
4: for the regular yeah. season. 16 in hockey make it. Yep. yep. And that's one through eight. You have to be so brutal to to not make it. you got to be the 62
2: Mets of basketball and hockey to well, not he, make well, it. See, it's not he, quite he, as dramatic as that, but you do need to be in the bottom... Uh, 40% or 30 whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, like
5: 11 um, through 14. So basically, I, you know, year, I mean, we've
4: had people on this program say they don't start with basketball or hockey till Christmas at least. A week from today. Well, that's me. I,
2: I, I, I plead guilty. <laughs> I don't follow. A week
5: from today, when we're all enjoying our families, we'll be watching a bouncing ball, plus the conclusion the, the day before that of a college basketball tournament, the Diamond Head Classic.
4: Now, where I'm invested is women's basketball at the college level. Definitely. And I know I I hear a lot of stuff about how that regular season is cheapened because of all the college tournaments. But I still listen to my Huskies from game one. So do I. What's now early November. I remember when game one was after Thanksgiving. But now game one in early November until I hope. Game, whatever. You Get on all the way to eight. You
5: get all the on, way to the first weekend on
4: my birthday. The final four is on my next birthday. I absolutely love that. Yeah.
3: So, so, so it's 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 not in college basketball, though, it's all it's it's like preseason because they get to work out. Who, you know, sometimes they play the higher ranked teams or yes. the lower ranked. Some some play the lower ranked team until they get to conference play. So that yep. and, and conference play starts. Uh, you for know, UConn, I, it
5: start for the ladies. It starts tonight.
3: Butler start yeah, late December, early January. So yep, Yeah, it so, starts yeah.
2: They, yeah.
3: it's just a long preseason.
2: Yeah, the, not, well, the and, and I guess that that's my issue with hockey, Pete. I'm curious uh, your take again. Yeah, I get that you're not in favor of this in season playoff, and I'm not sure I am either. But speaking for me, and, and we tied this conversation last time you were here. I am not. Uh, you're, I am not a, a true NHL fan in the sense that I don't really start engaging with hockey until really the All Star break in late in, in mid January. It's just too long a season with everything else. It for my warped brain, uh, mm-hmm. you know, un, until around that time. And I, I'm just wondering, um, you know, the uh, as you said, the NBA uh, folks believed that having an in season playoff might, uh, you know, it sparks some interest among the fans. And uh, I'm just curious, I, uh, what you know, you don't think it's the the trade-off is worth it? I guess is I, I guess I'm sort of asking you to talk more about the the season playoff idea.
0: Exactly, I don't think it's worth it at all. I I don't think man, I, and talking with some of our players, they just uh, raise their eyebrows in wonderment that the NBA is doing this. <laughs> they just like the idea that they're playing hard in the regular season and trying to set themselves up for the NHL's postseason, which comes in mid-April, right around uh, uh, income tax filing day. So that's, <laughs> it is, yes, there's no question it's a long season, but aren't all the seasons excruciatingly long? As a yeah. matter of fact, I'm still trying to figure out when the Major League Soccer season starts and ends. It's February to, to November. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, Too many months. That. And and how do you say? And I'm like, how do
5: we sandwich all these games with all these breaks thrown in? Because it's like you have to cram three or four games in at once.
0: Yeah. Almost a week. But here's what we have season. coming up in a week, folks. We have a quintuple header on ESPN ABC for the NBA Bucks and Knicks, Warriors yeah. and Nuggets, mm-hmm. Celtics and Lakers, mm-hmm. 76ers and the Heat, and, and finally, Dallas and Phoenix. Boom.
2: Three NFL pretty, games, pretty good mashups. Yep, and three and, NFL
0: games. Thankfully, yeah.
2: Well, right in the NFL games, you got Baltimore and San Francisco, which that's be, now that now that's the
5: game I'm looking forward to Christmas night. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. thank you. Yeah, there is a lot of sports, a lot, uh, which I, which on one level kind of surprises me because you know Christmas <laughs> is supposed to be family and, yeah. how, and please has <laughs> who has a chance to watch all this stuff? What I'm was created Google. first?
0: What was created first? Holidays or sports?
1: Uh gee, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Uh, oh. good
0: that's that's the
5: chicken and the egg conundrum. Oh yes. look at
1: Thanksgiving! You've got three games going on on Thanksgiving now, right?
5: <laughs> and 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 look, the NFL oh, just did the first ever Black you. Friday game. So I mean, what's next?
0: The first well, Hanukkah one. game? <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for Monday afternoon football
1: to tell you the truth.
0: We had Tuesday, so why oh. not?
1: Yeah. Oh, last <laughs> last Monday night they had two games.
5: They had two yes. at the same time.
1: That they're, they're both friends, great, too. by the way. Uh, yeah. They're
2: both great games. Uh, yeah. And I caught both of them,
5: you know, like seven 15 simultaneous. Really? Come on now. Really? Could be a foot one at like an hour, like maybe, you know, six o'clock. And
2: then, I guess i th- th- thinking about get, uh, getting back. Uh, Cause I, I find, I find hockey really sort of interesting because the, uh, I think we <laughs> talked about this last time you're we here, Pete, you know, the, um, there is less of a correlation between how well you do in the regular season in hockey, yeah, than in other sports. You know, so you know to give an extreme example, what happened last year with it with the Bruins. You know, the best oh. point total ever, and they got knocked out in the first round. Yep. that, it, that it, was maybe, I'm this, it. seems to happen more in hockey than other sports. Yes, you know, it's, it's just another
0: number- example of why it is of very little value to win the regular season championship. Uh, The President's Trophy, as it's handed out, I think it's now twenty-one of the last twenty-five President's Trophy winners were knocked out in the first round. And the year, and what was the year that all the lower
5: seeds in the uh, what was it? I think that was nineteen.
1: That's what paved the way for the Bruins to make the finals against the Blues. Yeah,
5: yeah, but but the year where all the top four got knocked out,
1: I believe Mm -hmm. that was. I think that was nineteen. Wasn't it nineteen?
0: No, the the year that the Hurricanes got to the final, wasn't it like oh. 06? They won the title, the title in, in 06, Yes, that's what I thought. Because weren't, weren't they like a seven or eight seed? They're like one of the lowest seeds left. Yeah, out of the East. When the Predators went to the final, they were the last team to make the playoffs in 2017. Yep. yep. And the they next won. year, they won the President's Trophy, and Winnipeg knocked them out. Yep. And
5: then they then they had that then they had the COVID bubble where they got bounced out by. Uh, what was it? Phoenix, Arizona, at that point, Arizona, right? yes, yeah. Yep.
2: So, so again, I, I, I'm pushing you on this uh, thing uh, because I just find this so weird that the regular season for hockey seems the least. It's a, it's a long season and seems the least relevant. At least in in, in basketball and in football and in baseball, there is some benefit to you being the number one seed. You're you're likely to get pretty far, but not in hockey. And that just for me. Uh, d- d- diminishes the value of the regular season.
0: Well, there was no value in, uh, in baseball this last year. That's for sure. Well, that's true. No. Nope. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so the sanctity of the regular season, I don't know that that's been maintained other than the clubs that finish just getting into the playoffs seem to have a better chance than those who labored hard as could be throughout the regular year. And uh, their reward was an early exit. Yeah, because
5: if you're if you're one of the last teams in, as you remember, Pete, when Nashville got in, they had played every day. They had to win every yes. day. And yes. I think for a lot of those teams, I mean, if, if I'm totally off base on this, but I think you know you would probably agree with this assessment. If you played every day and you know what you have to do to make the playoffs and so on and so forth, compared to like when Nashville was the Presidents' Cup winner, where they could rest some guys. I think they lose I think they lose a mental edge a little bit because they don't they feel like they can just oh we can just coach. We don't yes. have to worry about you know playing our guys every day because we don't have to worry about oh we need two points here. We need somebody to not pick up any points. Yes, we, we can do
0: pick- what the NBA is doing in terms of load management. Yep. Except what? except for the fact it's not load management though. No. What
1: yeah, do you I, think I, of load management, Pete?
0: I hate it when somebody, uh, most of these fans are not season ticket holders. Mm. They buy tickets in advance hoping to see certain players. And then when they get, if they're injured, that's one matter. But if they're being held out simply to rest for a more important game later on, I think that's tragic.
1: It didn't happen when we were growing up, that's for sure. Sure it didn't. No,
0: no it did not. And I, mean, I have literally. not grown up yet, just so you know. I'm. I, I got larger, <laughs> but I haven't really grown up. Look at look at look at starting
5: pitching. I mean, how, how many how many complete games do you see nowadays with starting pitching in baseball? Yeah, Not there's many no there's no did. Bob Gibsons out there, I'll tell you. Oh no. The the best you'll probably obviously a starter starter go is at least what six and two thirds, maybe seven if they
0: keep their pitch count low.
1: Well oh, lucky if the they go five.
0: Yes, exactly. Right now, particularly with the Rays.
2: Ugh. And yet the Rays, I, I know the Rays haven't won a World Series, but they always seem to perform above what, what you know what they should based on you know their 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 uh, contracts, etc. They always seem to do pretty well for themselves until they you know play the good teams in the playoffs. Of course, yeah, uh, ask, it, just, it, just, the- it just makes me wonder about the regular season. How can we make it more relevant? I would know, like when to see so long.
0: I would have liked to have seen Blake Snell go a little bit longer. Oh, a few years ago.
1: Oh, that's well documented. Kevin I agree Cash with that had the quick hook because of analytics. Yep,
5: and I, and we talked we talked about this on the show before. Like analytics is ruining baseball. I wonder. I mean, I I think we can all agree that analytics
0: has its place, but where do you place it? I like to use them more in football, where we have proven I think that more teams should go for it on fourth down. Speaking
5: of going forward on fourth down, do you think unless you are stealing. They, Do you think they will, (laughs) do you think they, yeah, who actually got fired as a Friday? Finally. Thank God. But maybe, maybe the stench will permeate, uh, it's permeating too little too late. But back to the question I was going to ask, with the kickoff pretty much being obsolete almost. Yeah. Do you think that maybe the NFL will actually be proactive on either a fourth and 15 or maybe the XFL permutation of the rule? Where they have the kickoff guys at thirty five and the return guys at the thirty, and they cannot move until the ball is kicked off and put in play, where the returner has to return. It.
0: So essentially, Canadian Football League rules. I'd yeah. like to see that. Yeah. That, that that I wonder
5: at some point is now that we might something... get more
0: concussions out of that,
2: but we'll see. Is is well, that that's something... the reason they changed the rules in the first place? I mean, right? You know that. I mean, I, 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 I've sort of resigned myself because I'd rather see more players be healthy for longer periods of time than to deal with something like the kickoff that invariably increases injuries. It seems to be pretty pretty, pretty clear.
0: Let's do away the blue tents. Yeah, please.
5: Like, what Like what does that accomplish? The blue tent? Really? Yeah.
1: So Speaking we- of which, uh, Pete, what do you think Gary Bettman will do in the future in regards to hockey rules and regulations? We hear about football and they're kind of softening up rules in football to protect players from injury. Do you foresee Beckman doing the same thing in hockey to protect his players?
0: I think he is going to go down on more the side of being more stringent on the Department of Player Safety and having them hand out uh, more in terms of uh, penalties, suspensions, fines, et cetera. Now, part of that is limited by the collective bargaining agreement. But I think if they're harder on that, we're going to have the players are going to be a heck of a lot healthier.
2: He, I got, so I what what kinds to... of things might he do?
0: Well, you know, Sorry. extend fines from like $2,000, which to some of these guys, that's like, a, you know, losing your lunch money. Uh, if you, if they were five dollars to $10,000, or a suspension of four or five games where the suspension – contains that section of your uh, your your salary as well, I think that would have much more impact. Have we heard any more news
5: on the San Jose Sharks player who hit the Colorado Avalanche player? Because I know last night yeah, not yet. The, the official had given a major and they went to a review.
0: Yeah. I haven't Did heard they, yet.
5: But what do you think do you think that's something that will, you know, be a little bit more you know, pushed down on harder. Cause I know we had a player with the Minnesota Wild in in the game against the wild that had that same problem. And yes. they only gave him a two minute minor.
0: Kaprizov, yes, with uh and he took care of that with the predators defenseman. Yep. That's uh those are things that I think where the biggest impact could be had in the league by the Department of Player Safety stepping up just a little bit more. Remember Marty McForley with his dirty play,
5: and he's he's been out of the league. He's been out of the league since.
0: Yeah, be careful, Luther. His brother lives here in Nashville. Ah, well,
5: he won't find me. Just... And
2: <laughs> so, it would seem to me. I, I'm sort of curious about. About uh, obviously, <clears throat> you want to calibrate this stuff, but it seems to me that sort of financial fines are less effective than uh, suspensions or increased penalties or something it, th- where it really impacts the team.
0: Yeah, suspensions
2: are a financial uh component that's as true. Well. That's yeah. true. But you get what I'm saying. I, rather yeah. than just finding people, I'm not sure that works so well. Uh I think I think more if you're really serious about this, you gotta take more drastic actions. You know, suspend I wonder, games and stuff.
5: Here's a thought. I wonder, this is just my thought. Now I could be totally off base here. But I was hearing when Draymond Green got suspended indefinitely yeah. that pe- they were talking about they need to suspend Steve Kerr as well. I wonder if we're almost at that point of where player and coach for as long of a amount of a suspension as said player.
1: Well, that yeah. assumes that the coach authorized the behavior.
2: Right. And that can be difficult to prove. I don't. Yeah, I. I don't see why how Steve Kerr could be implicated. I mean, clearly that, that's
5: what I was thinking. I'm like, why are we go, why are we rushing to this judgment when it's when Draymond Green did it on his own volition?
2: I, I there's Steve, no Steve, now, there, there were circumstances, and maybe in hockey that I'm not familiar <laughs> with but in football, where where there was evidence that coaches encouraged dirty play. Right? Sure. You know, that's a whole different conversation. But it's rare, though. It is rare, absolutely. It is rare. But it happened. Uh oh, wait. I go to the, uh, the
0: the bounty system that yes. the New Orleans Saints had. Yes.
2: Yeah, Greg Williams a few years mm-hmm. ago. Right. And you know, there's a fine line because you want you want to encourage people to play hard and, and smart, but not dirty. And sometimes that's a hard line to, to find, it seems and to
4: me. You can't nail the coach because any of these guys can go rogue. Sure. Yes. To it. And you know the players. You know they're not the sharpest tools in the shed, and they can no. just <laughs> go 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 crazy and go just, just nail somebody.
5: I wonder if we have any final hands where we close out this year, close out 2023's uh, edition of Sports journal Table for this year. Any final questions where
1: we take? We got uh, Trish. I I don't think so. But Trish, what do you have for us? No, 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 no hands. Oh, where no, is everybody already. today? Now some, somebody
4: know. somebody brought up that there was some punching in the in the. NBA. I didn't know the names. I still don't. Well, Dray-
5: Draymond Green got. He got mm. in a nice little brouhaha with somebody. That's probably it. And the what guy I from said,
1: Fe- the guy from Phoenix. Well, yeah. uh, 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 I can't pronounce his name. You're just,
5: I-, I know what you're
4: talking about. Yeah, but I said to my friend, I mean, this is not new in basketball. What about? Rudy Tomjanovich getting KO'd
0: by Kermit Washington.
5: Ah, the punch. I'll never forget that that one.
0: (laughs) And I remember Kareem was being deposed about that incident when he was called upon to play the movie role of Roger Murdoch in the movie Airplane. Excellent movie. He needed that. He needed that little bit of respite from uh, going (laughs) through all that serious discussion in in front of the judges. (laughs)
4: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Well, I, I, and I have I have a sense. I mean, it's so hard to find that out of uh, balance between the, the the razor's edge between being smart and tough and, and 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 going over the line. And I am fairly confident. Of course, I have no notice of this that I think Trayvon has some Trayvon has some uh, a mental uh, mental issues. Involved he's, got,
5: he's got some screws loose.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely so, does know. have that. And, and How that's many times it doesn't he excuse them? the behavior. But it does like sort of his, change the way you view this stuff sometimes. I think this
5: is like his third or fourth time being off the floor. And this yeah, no, it, is it, it's an indefinite. He clearly has more
2: issues. More. You know, there's no question. But the thing is, he'd be gone as a player if he weren't so effective when he's on. If right? he
5: if he were like the ninth, tenth, eleventh, or twelfth guy on the ro- like tenth, eleventh, or twelfth guy on the roster, like on the thin line of making the team to yeah, go he have the a G job. League, right. he wouldn't have a job.
2: I mean, he cost the Warriors one championship, but he probably helped them uh, with the other championships that they won in a major way. So it's, it's well, a, yeah. But look, uh, you
5: know. at some point, this is this has nothing to do with Bob Myers. It has nothing to do with Steve Kerr. At some point, this is a you problem. I agree. This is a nobody
0: else problem.
5: I agree. At some because at, at some point, it's like oh, I regret this. Hey, if you really truly regretted it, Draymond, you would have already done something about it. Yeah, you
4: know, you'd think this is a joke?
5: Because if he, if it wasn't
4: work. really a joke, I mean, what about the baseball player? I, I can never keep it straight whether it was Milton Bradley or Phil Bradley. One of those it was Mi- I think
0: it was Milton Bradley. Yeah, Phil Some Phil head. was a good quarterback <laughs> from my area of the country in McComb, <laughs> Illinois.
4: Yeah, yeah, Milton had an issue, and uh, the other guy, Albert Bell, Albert Bell yes. had an issue. <laughs>
5: who, who was Boy, the who was
0: have...
5: who was the guy that basically hit? Barney
0: the Brewer, when he was going down the slide with a bat. Was it Simon? Randall think, Simon. Yeah. Yeah, that was, but it was the, uh, the race around the warning track that he, uh, tripped up the young lady who was wearing one of the outfits there, uh, oh. the sausage races. Yes. And I'm like, dude, like, how, do, like, how does that happen? Like, that's weird. Yeah, it is. Well, folks, so I've I've got to adjourn because I have to. I have a uh, holiday meal coming up here that I'm supposed to be part of. And well, and they uh, adjourned. Enjoy that. I have, enjoyed, enjoy. I have enjoyed
2: my time with you, and maybe we. Oh, can we always enjoy time.
1: having. you. Oh, with we us. enjoy it.
2: Maybe we'll bring if we bring you back when the playoffs are about to start or around that time. That'll be awesome, and ho-
1: and hopefully the Predators yeah. will be in a. Hopefully, was- the
2: Predators will be out of the
0: seven hole. And maybe getting a six <laughs> hole, you know, the way things went in in twenty seventeen, I'm happy with the eight hole because it worked out very well. <laughs> well, let let yeah, but that too. But do you do you want to have to go to Las Vegas in the opening round? Not particularly. No, uh, my my accountant wouldn't like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's having a lot of faith in Vegas by making that statement.
5: Yes. Well, I mean, the, the Vegas is. I mean, just better. I mean, it just feels like they've gotten better, not worse.
1: Now we said Colora- that about the Colorado is doing year. well too.
5: Yeah, that yeah, too, yeah that, that is true. I mean, that, that would be an interesting Western Conference final if that happened. Take care, folks.
0: Thank you so much for Thank your you
1: time. Thank you so much, Thanks Pete Weber, for being with us on Sports Roundtable. Enjoy your holiday season. Thank you. Pete.
0: You guys, too. And so you know, tonight, after this dinner, I'm going to have to start my shopping.
1: Wow. Ah, you have one week.
0: One yes. week.
2: <laughs> That's all you have. The
0: pressure's on. Bull court Press. There is and-
2: online, so you, it's not no, so... You're darn
1: right there is. Sorry. Hey, and, <laughs> and
0: Pete, if all else fails,
1: gift cards. That's
0: right. Oh, there's no <laughs> question. Oh, well, then going there that are direction. postal
1: issues. Online is one thing, but there are postal issues with online. That's yes, that's and we don't
0: time. want people going postal on us now, do we?
1: No. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. And ladies. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we have about another minute or so. We're going to have to wrap it up. So, Any that final thoughts?
2: Th- well, it's this... been a great year. Yeah, it's really. It's been a great year. Uh, you, know, it's, you know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we've got the World Series. We had a great NBA playoffs last year. Uh, and it will
5: be very interesting to see when how, when 2023 wraps up, how these teams that are, you know, currently trailing, you know, because you know the standings and all these sports will change as we start 2024, either for good or for bad or every point in between.
2: And as we're having the show on the first, we're going to be having the uh, final four college football playoffs at the exact same uh, time. Yeah, right at the so, yep, Alabama Michigan. So we'll, that game will, of that the day. will be interesting. My uh, money's on Alabama to win the whole my, thing.
5: I, I am too, because I, I was telling a friend mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago that if Bama got in, I think they'd be the team to look out for because I don't think anybody wants to play this Alabama team right now because they, they've gotten better at the, right, when they, at the right time. They've
3: gotten better. Of course, I'm biased. I'm, I'm a Longhorn. Yeah, I thought
5: so. Look,
3: I, I thought i, I good, I'm,
5: Look, They're I'm good. hearing, I'm hearing that the the uh, predictor has Alabama, Texas for the Natty. And if that happens, sign me up. Even if it's Washington, sign me up. Because I just don't know if Michigan's got enough. I mean, they may have enough, but I just don't know if they have faced a team like this with their well, schedule
1: folks, uh, their conference. Well folks, I do want to wrap this up. I want to wish everybody a very merry Christmas and Thank a you. healthy, happy and prosperous new year. We will not be doing a show on Christmas Day, but nope. we will be doing one on New Year's Day. So until then, take care. Merry
5: Christmas, Talk happy new you year. Next
1: year and go safe with God's abundant blessings. Thank you everybody.